Who is India? We're having a conversation today with India so that you can get to know who she is and how she got to where she is. Because I figured, let's provide some backstory. Let's provide some backstory to the two of us. And so my episode will be later, but this is the conversation for now. So starting out, India, who are you? I am amazing. Entrepreneurs shouldn't be stuck. It's unnecessary, it's frustrating, and unfortunately, it's where most of us end up landing. Your business should serve you, your dreams, and the future you set out to create. So let's destroy the myth that you have to work 60, 80, or 120 hours a week in order to make your dreams a reality. I'm Jay. And I'm India. This is the Marketing Breakthrough Podcast. Let's Let's get get to it. it. All right. So India, you're amazing. We know that. They know that. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Anyone listening knows that. Aside from amazing, we'll start with the most recent first. How did you get into what you're currently doing? Hmm. How did I get into that? Well, I mean, it started with Jay. No, um, I honestly, I think it started because I discovered that I have this love of connecting with people more so than just marketing. Which is crazy because for a really long time, you said that you were afraid of people. Oh, I I mean, I am. There's both here. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. I'm afraid of them, and yet I also love them. No, I I think that it explains a lot of why I even enjoy marketing in the first place was because I was constantly thinking, okay, how do I connect with people? How can I reach them in a digital way or you know, just through print media or whatever. It was trying to find a way to connect with them. And yet I was also trying to find a way to connect with them in real life. So it just kind of all worked together. Well, it makes sense. So previously in our marketing agency, we actually, you came up with the the tagline of relationship first or relationship driven marketing. Mm -hmm. And it was because it was all focused around relationship. Mm -hmm. I wanted that relationship. You wanted that relationship. So, okay. So you got into it most recently because of your desire to connect with people, which took you a little bit longer to figure out, us a little bit longer to figure out. Mm -hmm. So let's move back. How did we get started? How did you get started in what you were doing as the marketing agency side? The step before the agency, I was actually working for a software company. I was working from home. It allowed us to, to have a baby and I could work from home so we didn't have to find a daycare. And I was working for this software company that provided meal and nutrition planning software to schools and school districts. And so I ended up working alongside the marketing lead for that software company. And I was doing a lot of graphic design. It's funny now that you mention it, thinking back on that. And it was very entry level of a job for me in graphic design. Like I I was really, even though I had a really solid understanding of what that looked like. I still didn't know or have a full grasp on the idea of marketing and the whole marketing as a whole. And it was really during that season where I started thinking, oh, wow, this graphic design project will directly impact the overall brand and needing to make sure that I followed all these different rules so that it all looked very similar. And it was, it was then, which honestly, it's kind of worrisome that I was just then learning about that. But you know, it's, it's important. It, you got to figure it out somewhere, right? Well, absolutely. So you have to start somewhere. So we're going in reverse chronological order here. And so 
the timeline could get a little confusing and a little bit messy, but I think it's important to see how some of these pieces played together and how some of them connected. And so before you got the job at the software company, um, we were working, both of us were working in a church and we were, and so you were doing some graphic design there. Mm -hmm. So what was your job there and how did that lead into the software company? Oh man, well it wasn't graphic design, that's for sure. But you did a bit of that. No, I did, I did, but that is not what I was hired to do, which I think is funny. And I think that for those that are out there that have worked in a church environment or even a nonprofit, when you're, when your heart is caught up in the overall goals of that that business that nonprofit you really really want to give everything you get like your 110% that's what you want to give and so i was actually working on um just helping people get to know the church and taking their information and i was doing data entry i was i was dealing with the copy machine like i i was also kind of it but not but fighting with the copy machine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much. But I, interestingly, I was the only one who could do it. It's true. <laughs> it worked. Yeah. Um, Hammer, number one solution. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hammer. No, no. But that job, it, it laid the groundwork because in that environment, they couldn't afford to hire a graphic designer. So my boss actually said, "Hey, would you like to mess around with this? Would you would you like to give it a shot?" And I said, yeah. And so that was in previous podcasts, we've talked about this before, but that was the beginning of the beginning for me. And I started out with paint. Yes. Microsoft paint and PowerPoint because you could right click and save it as a JPEG. And that's what I did. And I, I didn't know, I mean, I knew Photoshop existed, but I definitely didn't feel confident enough to say, yes, I need Photoshop, which I mean, I should have, it would have saved me so <laughs> much time. <laughs> but I think the creativity that you can come up with when you have very minimal tools, like the things that you learn from being on a very scarce budget or uh, being put into a, a really small box, right? Or, you know, the way that you utilize space. I mean, even right now, the movement of tiny homes, Right is like the things that people learn and the ways that people learn to live. Mm -hmm. And for the last four months, we've been living in a trailer. Mm -hmm. And you learn that you can live without a lot of things. And total rabbit trail and side note to that is we've lived four months and we have a bunch of stuff. And I'm like, why do we... Both of us have had conversations about why do we need all this extra stuff? Shoes is probably the biggest thing. <laughs> why do we need so many different pairs of shoes? Well, all the boxes that we're getting, that we're going through, right? Of all the extra things that we have. And you're like, we just lived almost half a year. So I say that because you have Microsoft Paint and you did a lot with pages and, mm -hmm, I and did. Microsoft Word type of design. And you learn how without having all of the tools, mm -hmm. which is almost overwhelming. And so, you know, when somebody starts out, I think for, you know, if you're an entrepreneur and you're having to do some of your own design work, like it's okay, just hang in there with Canva. Like mm -hmm. there's a good chance you don't have to have those Adobe programs. It actually takes me back to when we first met and we were, we were dating and you wanted me to check out mountain biking. And at the time you could get a hardtail mountain bike that had very little suspension. It was just the front, or you could get a full suspension bike 
that everyone was, it was like the new thing. Everybody wanted it. You were a loser if you didn't have it. And it's becoming you, very streamlined. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you were the guy that worked at the bike shop and you were like, no, 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 no. If you're going to start out, you're going to start on a hardtail. And I, I remember being really annoyed with you. I was like, why, why can't you just give me the thing that everybody wants? Like at this point, give me the thing that works better. Why do I have to start the hard way? But you had said, no, I want you to learn on this because it's going to teach your body everything that you need to know in order to ride successfully so that when the time comes that you do get a full suspension bike, you'll actually appreciate it more and you'll see what it can do for you. And so translating that to transitioning from Microsoft Paint and PowerPoint into Photoshop, I mean, the the first day I used Photoshop and I put something together it was like a third of the time I had so many tools and I was like, oh my gosh, where has this been all my life? But I realized that I never would have appreciated it nearly as much if I had started out with it like that. Oh, and the same is true. Like if your first car is brand new, it's harder to appreciate some of those features. And oh, yeah. Those Actually, tell- everyone needs to start with a junker. T- everyone. <laughs> Tell us the story about when you, the first time that you went to make a curved line in <laughs> Adobe Illustrator. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. So this may sound ridiculous. Listeners, I'm sorry. It's not as lame of a story as it sounds. No, actually. No, I think it's fantastic. I was, somebody paid me. This is the crazy part. Someone was actually paying me to create a logo. It was one of the very first designs that I was being paid to do. This was not through the nonprofit. It was just me. And I, they asked me to do this. And all I was trying to do was make a, like a swirly swoosh underneath a logo design, like underneath the text. And that was it. And I was doing this in Photoshop because I had access to Illustrator, but I was terrified to try it. It had a ton of tools. And why on earth? Okay, side note, Adobe naming their tools different names between Photoshop and Illustrator, that makes me want to hit somebody with a baseball bat. Like, come on, just name them the same names. Anyway, as I was creating this curved line, it took me four hours to create this curved line. I was like painting it. I was erasing individual pixels because it was so like choppy looking. It was so bad because it was literally, I was taking a circle and then I was cutting off the edge of the circle. And I mean, just for those of you that know, you're listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, this is insane. Versus (laughs) going into Illustrator, I had to find a YouTube video I watched it. I figured out how to do it. I drew the line with the little pencil tool. I clicked a button and boom, there it was. And I had it done in less than 30 seconds after the YouTube video. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> Talk about streamlining efficiency. <laughs> yeah. Like you just saved a day's worth of work. I did. But I also learned a very valuable lesson. Yeah. Don't be afraid to try something new. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, you learned how to make a curved line with Photoshop and then you were able to adapt. And so I think, you know, sometimes the learning curve, sometimes it is frustrating to look back on. But the reason that I ask you about that story is because I think there are so many people that get caught up in looking back with regret and remorse on the things that they didn't know, but you didn't know what you didn't know. Mm -hmm. And once you once you open that up, I mean, it's like Ariel sings. It's a whole new world. You've just got so many opportunities. So anyway, 
All of that to say that was learning. Okay, in furthering your story, there's a piece that got us into working or running the agency that we we skimmed over. And so this was a, a component where I was not yet involved. And we'll talk about a piece of that story when India interviews me. But there was a point when somebody asked us to do some web work. And I pushed you to do it, not physically. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds bad. No, but I pushed you to pursue it and you didn't want to. But that led into the agency. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I didn't want... S stepping out and taking a chance on myself was probably something that, especially back then, I was not willing to do. I have since learned that I am very much more capable of doing things on my own and that's, that's okay. But it took me a long time to find that level of confidence, to trust myself, to just say, oh, I can do this and it's okay. And I can, I can rely on just me to do it. But back then, no way, absolutely not. No, I didn't, I didn't want to do it. I didn't like the idea of having an actual functional business in my name that I had. I mean, the biggest fear I had was paying taxes. Like, what do I do? <laughs> You're like, just try. It's not that hard. It's most people's biggest fear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yet it you just wanted to encourage me because you knew I was capable. You knew the potential that I had. And I was just terrified because I liked playing it safe. Yeah, it was. And so to clarify, it was web maintenance for a TV show and it was really cool. It was a really cool opportunity. It got us into, it was one of the springboards that got us to the agency, which is ultimately how we got to where we are now. Mm -hmm. um, but moving back, let's go to when you were in late high school years as you were looking toward the future, what were you going to pursue and what did you choose not to pursue, which led to the stories you've just talked about? Oh my goodness. Okay. So bear with me because it's going to be a little chaotic. Um, <laughs> I am somebody who, and this is not to sound prideful at all. I am somebody who has options. I have many skills. I'm capable of doing many things. And if I'm passionate about them, I can do them fairly well. And so in high school, when your teacher says, what are you going to do with your future? And, you know, pushing you, what are you going to be when you grow up? You know, all that stuff. I just thought I have no idea because I felt like I was staring at not just a fork in the road. It was like many forks. I had so many different options that I could take and I had no idea which one to choose. And so I... When I met you, actually, was at the very end of high school. It was my senior year in high school. And I had finally just made the choice that I was going to be a movie director and that I really loved the idea of film. And so I was going to go to the local community college to get a couple of years under my belt to save some money. And then my plan was to then transfer on to a four-year and finish out my degree. And then I met a boy. <laughs> Oh man. And I, I went from like an A student to like a D student really fast. It was terrible. I just, Jay ruined everything. Um, no, I, I met you and my whole life changed. And I remember thinking, I mean, you even asked me, you said, are you going to regret not going to a four-year school? Are you going to regret not having that experience in your life? And I, I remember choosing and thinking, no, 
this is what I want. I was just choosing something to just like check that box to satisfy the whole, oh, let's go get a college degree thing instead of staying here and getting to know you and really building a life together. And so from there, I was still in college. We were together and I started thinking, okay, what else, what else could I do? And I thought maybe I could teach little kids. Well, I tried that. It was awful. And for those of you that know me that were, that have been around me during that period of time, I did teach little kids and it was terrible. I'm not meant to do that. But really, I will say she's a fantastic teacher and she loves kids. I do. And is really good with them. But I don't like being paid to do all of those things, but especially any, not for my life. But anybody that knew you during that time would have said the exact same thing that I said. Nobody would know that you hated it. Oh, yeah. Unless you verbally communicated that. Yeah. I mean, it just, it wasn't my passion. And so I think that that a lot of that actually translates to, you know, you meet someone and and you change naturally. Everyone does. And so we, we got married and we were really discovering, you know, who we were as this new married couple and how we were going to, you know, figure out our future and what that looked like. And actually a lot of it had to do with my own little anxieties. Like I would talk to someone, this is totally TMI. We're just going to go there. I would talk to somebody and I would be sweating like crazy. And for those of you that get this, again, you can relate. You have a conversation with someone and you start feeling your face flush and you start panicking a little bit. And then you get really sweaty in your hands and your armpits, you soak through your shirt, all that good stuff. And that's what I did. But it was really hard because while I was super insecure about that, I also really cared about people and I really wanted to build a connection with them. And so something that for a long time I hated about myself, but I learned that it was actually a gifting was that I went too deep, too fast with people. And I had to learn (laughs) when the right appropriate time was to have those conversations. But when I did, I found out that I could build lasting, amazing, deep, impactful relationships with people and help honestly help change their lives just because I made the effort to ask and to dive into who they were. And so that became a huge part as we were really young, we were first starting out, that became a huge part of what I desired in my life. It was no matter what I did, I really wanted to impact people along the way. Okay. So on the side of you go too deep, too fast, I want you to tell everyone what you said to me. We had gone on something like one date and we were walking to class in regards to a plan. I'm pretty sure that I said, my mom says you need to have a plan. (laughs) What's your plan? Yeah. (laughs) And... I'm not known for my tact, at least especially not back then. (laughs) It's just funny because it, like you said, it is a gift. Absolutely. Being able to go deep and really knowing how to communicate with people. And, um, and as we'll talk about later, my plan was there is no plan. So Mm -hmm. anyway. Oh, it was a winner. (laughs) It was a winner. Thank you. Every parent's dream. Thank you. So my hope is that this gives you a better understanding of who India is and why it is that she cares so much. Because some of these things that, you know, as a as a 17-year-old, I was shocked by when this girl told me that I needed to have a plan. Um, <laughs> oh, I shocked but, you with way more than just that. <laughs> but 
but even from there, that was that was your ability to go deep with people and connect with people on a deeper level. And so here we are, fifteen almost fifteen years later after that, and what we're doing is working with people on a deeper level. And we've created this coaching program where we're taking people through, we're creating these roadmaps. You have developed a lot of skills within the, really the agency side. You acquired a lot of marketing tools and techniques and skills, and now you're able to help people and translate those into business development, into marketing, and into helping them grow and improve and take the next step in their business. So that's where we're at now. But the reason why I wanted to have this conversation again is because I wanted people to see and understand how connected it all is. Mm -hmm. And so if you were looking back or, you know, looking back, would you be able to picture where you are now? Not at all. I know because I remember, I mean, I remember sitting at the, at the table in the cafeteria in college trying to think, what do I want to do with my life? I remember that day. I remember the day that I felt like, well, maybe I could just teach little kids because I literally had no idea. And the whole, like the world is your oyster. Like that's exactly what it was. I had a million opportunities. All I had to do was just apply myself. And she chose me. I did. Um, (laughs) But a lot of it was because I knew I had complete peace in my heart. Like I knew you were the direction that I wanted to move forward in. Not just because I was in love with being in love, like, which is so dumb, but (laughs) because I just, I knew that you were a part of my team and somehow we were going to do something together that was going to be amazing. And I also knew that I needed someone that really could challenge me. And hold me accountable. And that's something that I think speaks to how you and I work together a lot. For a long time, we've heard people say, how do you work together as husband and wife? That doesn't make any sense. Like, Or we'll hear, I wish I could do that. Or we'll hear, I could never do that. And (laughs) like a lot of people just don't get it. And I, I was just talking to somebody this morning, actually during a meeting. And she said, you know, like you're the yin and yang, like that's, that's how it works. And it's actually very true is that you, Jay held me accountable and you challenged me and I stretched you and challenged you in different ways. And we had this, like when we, (laughs) as we learned and like grew together as a married couple and stopped like fighting against each other, you know, as you do when you're married. Um, and we started recognizing that those strengths were so complementary. Then we were able to create something so much better. I mean, I'm, I am in awe. And again, this is not to sound prideful, but I am in awe of what we have created because it's so much better than I could have done on my own. Like when you were challenging me to do it on my own way back then. And it's so much better than it would be if you had gone out and tried to do it by yourself because there's a lot of it that you didn't understand either. And so it's just, it's been this amazing experience, this amazing opportunity to see, okay, what are our strengths? What are our gifts and how can we apply them? And I've loved using the lessons that we have learned, how not to do it, how we can improve, how to even do it much, much faster 
and using that information to then help coach our clients. And it's been incredible to see it's working. And I love having that confidence when I talk to people. Absolutely. I think that's, that's fun to see and it's fun conversations to have. I especially enjoy watching as and listening to conversations that you get to have with clients because you have the the analytics and you have so much of the marketing background that you're able to bring into these conversations and understanding some of the the psychology we didn't even talk about that but india took a psychology class at one point and i was like you have to stop this i went you, full nerd you, it was bad like i felt like everything i did was getting analyzed and <laughs> i was like this has to stop um it was fun though but it it was fun for one of us it was fun for me yeah was, but but watching as you're able to bring that into the game of business mm-hmm. and being able to use that to serve people and help people to identify and target their ideal customer, or their ideal client. And it's just fascinating to watch. So uh, anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this conversation. Again, I wanted you to know who India was, some of the background. I wanted you to understand a little bit more about why she is the part of the team that she is and how critical she is to the Marketing Breakthrough team. I may not be everyone's cup of tea, and that's okay. I may be intense. Honestly, I'm pretty sure that I've scared some people away before, but really what it comes down to is if you're looking for somebody who can challenge you, who can encourage you, who can be your cheerleader and also someone to really provoke deep thought and use your strengths. Jay and I are both the people that you need in your life. And I can say that for myself too. I know that we'll get a chance. I'm really excited to interview Jay the same way and just kind of dive into his past as well. But listeners, I want you to hear this. If this is something that you're like, hey, I need somebody. I know that I need this level of accountability so I can keep going. I need someone to tell me how to do it so that it's not so stinking hard and I'm not alone. Then send us a message. Reach out. We would love to talk. And as usual, if you have an aha moment, if you have a takeaway, we would love to hear that. And you can click on the email address below in the podcast description, but it's aha at marketingbreakthrough.co. That's A-H-A at marketingbreakthrough.co. We'd love to hear what you took away from this episode and what your favorite part was. So let us know. Thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you in the next one. Marketing Breakthrough is a community of entrepreneurs with a vision of creating meaningful, sustainable businesses that allow freedom, fun, and adventure in their lives. Time is the only resource you can't get more of, so we believe in finding a way to achieve our entrepreneurial dreams with freedom in mind. We've designed this resource hub of tools, tricks, and techniques to grow your business and live the life that you set out to create.